Hello everyone. Before we start today's podcast, some exciting news for you. You can experience the Inside Politics podcast live in Dublin on May 16th when Hugh Linehan, Jennifer Bray and I will be joined by Cliff Young of Ipsos, one of America's top pollsters, to talk about the US election, our own local and European elections and much more. It's a breakfast event kicking off at 8am in Trinity College. If you'd like to attend, you can get tickets at irishtimes.com forward slash events. That's irishtimes.com forward slash events. I hope we see lots of you there. It's Friday, January the 26th, and you're very welcome to a special Inside Politics podcast from the Irish Times. I'm Hugh Linehan, and I'm joined in our studio by our political editor, Pat Leahy, who has the results of the second day of our Irish Times Ipsos MRBI opinion poll. Pat, uh, yesterday we had the state of the political parties and the leaders, um, but some numbers today that I think an, an awful lot of people, given current political debate, will be interested in on attitudes towards the repeal of the Eighth Amendment and legislation which might follow. That's right, Hugh. Tell us what they are. <laughs> okay, so I think it's important to, to realise exactly the question that we've asked, because you and I have, have spoken um, in the studio in the past after our polls about how particular questions uh, was framed. So what we asked uh, people is we told them that this year the government is likely to seek to legislate for abortion to be available in Ireland on request up to 12 weeks. Then we said, in order to legislate for this, constitution needs to be changed in a referendum. And then we asked them, will you vote to change the constitution so the government can legislate for abortion on request up to 12 weeks or will you vote not to change the constitution? So you very deliberately chose a question which brings together the two elements, the decision whether to change the constitution but linking it directly to what seems to be the likely legislation which will be proposed by the current government to follow. And in a way this was the whole point of this poll and of doing it now because for the first time when we've asked attitudes to the issue and to possible proposals from uh, from the government in a number of different ways over the last 12 or 18 months. But now we know with a high degree of certitude, I think, that there will be a referendum that the government will publish uh, draft legislation or at least heads of a bill before that referendum to frame the arguments in the referendum. And that legislation will follow broadly the recommendations of the Oireachtas Committee, which were published after our last poll, and which uh, the most there's a number of recommendations in it, as people will be aware, the most eye-catching one of which is to legalise abortion um, on request up to 12 weeks. So that's why we asked the question in that way. If the government is going to do that, it must change the constitution. That's what the referendum is about. And the central debate, not the only debate, but the central debate, I think, in that referendum will be about the 12 weeks proposal. So if that political narrative unfolds as as we expect now, uh, how have people said in this poll they will vote in such a referendum? OK, so uh, 56 percent of people said they would vote in favour of changing the constitution in those circumstances we have outlined. 29% uh, said they would vote against it and 15% of people said they don't know or expressed no opinion. So once you exclude the undecideds uh, from that, because of course you can't go into a ballot box and vote don't know, you must uh, vote either yes uh, or no. You have a 65-35 lead for the repeal side at this stage. Now we're at very early stages in uh, in a campaign, but as 
at the starting point, uh, I think what this poll tells us for the first time is that there's a strong lead for appeal on this proposal, on the proposal to change the constitution to allow for uh, abortion up to 12 weeks. And it's fair to say that this is the first national poll on that specific on issue that specific uh, On that specific subject, because it is only in recent weeks with the publication of the report of the Oireachtas Committee just before Christmas and the acknowledgement by government, although not uh, finally informally delivered yet that their that their proposal uh, for legislation after the referendum would be based on the um, uh, would be based or is very likely to be replaced on the recommendations of that committee so we really have only even though we appear to be have to, to be uh, to have been talking about this forever it is only in recent weeks that um, that we have got you know definitive shape of those proposals and this uh, I think is the first definitive word on where the contest stands as of now. What do you make of these numbers? Um, I, I think that uh, I, I, I'm not entirely surprised. I would say I've ceased to be surprised by poll numbers uh, a long time ago. I think it was clear from all the polling that we had done that there was a very strong majority for the repeal of the Eighth uh, Amendment in the country. Clearly, to take that out of the constitutional uh, argo and legalese, uh, people want abortion to be more available in Ireland. We've known that for some time. The question always was, how much more Abortion, if you like, did we want legalised uh, in uh, in Ireland? Where was the the legal line to be drawn? Because, of course, you know the vast majority of countries have uh, restrictions. The later you go, um, you, you go in pregnancy. I think that the process that has been underway, from the Citizens' Assembly to the Oireachtas Committee to the broader political debate that has been taking uh, that have been taking place and we've seen it in the doll over the last um, uh, over the last week on the uh, on, on the the committee's report has been tending towards this direction now i think if you said to people said to people a year ago or maybe even 6 months ago that this would be the proposal that upon which we would government would alight and would be uh, and would be voted upon uh, i think you know we'd have been surprised i think a lot of people would have been surprised the Taoiseach himself said that this went farther than uh, than than he thought it uh, than he thought it would uh, but there has been a logic and a progression towards this i think uh, people on the repeal side will be greatly encouraged by this um, uh, uh, by this result. It demonstrates that in terms of the of the, the horse race and the contact, contact, uh, the contest that will take place. And I don't mean to trivialize it or suggest that it's a game or anything no, like that. But this. it is a political it's contest. A political so campaign. It's a political campaign, it's a political contest. And in that contest, at the starting line of the campaign, it's clear that repeal is uh, is in a commanding position. But we also know two things that I think uh, will give the uh, anti-abortion side encouragement and should give the, uh, the repeal side pause for caution. And those two things are these. The first of all is that we know campaigns 
matter. We know campaigns change the outcome of uh, of those campaigns and that's particularly true when it comes to referendum campaigns and there's a long history of obvious examples that we could su- cite in support um, uh, of that uh, assertion. The second thing is that I, I think there is a deal, a certain proportion of uh, the, the, the repeal support in this poll, which will necessarily be soft. Unless all the other polling on this is wrong, a certain proportion of, uh, of people, albeit that they have backed this proposal, will nurture doubts about it. And we've asked, you know, uh, we've, we've asked specific questions in this poll to try and flesh out that sort of sentiment. For example? So we've issued a number, we, we, we put a number of statements to people and we asked them whether they agreed or, or disagreed with it. And one of the statements we ha- we put to, put to people was, you know, I have reservations about providing abortion on request up to 12 weeks, but I also feel it is a reasonable compromise and will be an improvement on the current situation. And 57% of people, almost the exact same proportion as back to the, uh, the, 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 the constitutional amendment uh, or the constitutional change agreed with that. Now, people also, I think, many of people are coming from a, a, a position that prioritises the position or certainly has very much in mind the position of the woman in this. And that maybe is a change from abortion campaigns uh, in the past and, and certainly the evidence of the Dáil debate over recent days and if you look at Micheál Martin's speech in particular the, 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 the rights of the woman the needs of the woman the situation and position of the woman is much more to the fore and there's much less talk than there would have been uh, historically about uh, the rights of the unborn child which of course remain uh, enshrined in our constitution now that may change over the course of the, uh, of the campaign but it's certainly been a feature I think of the debate so far. And that's borne out again in one of the other statements that we put to people when we said the law in Ireland needs to change to recognise a woman's right to choose to have an abortion if they wish. And 64% of people uh, agreed with that. So I think the starting point from which people are beginning this campaign is one that is advantageous uh, to the repeal side. But but there is that softness in part of that, uh, in part of the support uh, for change that is there and that middle bit the soft bit of the repeal vote the middle ground I keep saying this and in some ways it's a statement of the obvious but it's the middle ground the people who are not wholly convinced by the arguments on either side that's where the battleground in this will be and we also asked people if they had changed their minds or if their views had changed recently or in the last 12 months or so. Yeah, those, I thought this... Those, those numbers are interesting. Yeah, this, this, this was, I think, particularly instructive. Um, so we, we asked people, specifically what we asked them was, has your view on abortion being more widely available in Ireland changed or not over the past year? Now, uh, perhaps predictably, almost three quarters, 74% of people said no, their view hasn't uh, hasn't changed. But uh, 22% of people, almost a quarter of people, said that their views had changed over the past year. And of that 
group that had changed, the overwhelming majority of them, 19% versus 3%, said that their view uh, had, uh, had had changed in in the in the in the pro-choice direction. If you like, they said, "I am now 19% said I am now more open to the idea that is the idea of abortion being more widely available than I was before." And if you were to summarize that finding in 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 a sentence, I think it would be this. The pro-choice side so far has been winning the argument. So there are there are two things I take from that. I think that's a that's a particularly interesting number. One is that the process which we've seen as a country happen over the last six months, the um, the Constitutional Assembly followed by the by by the Oireachtas Committee, has perhaps caused people to consider in greater depth some of these issues which have been discussed about uh, you know the, the the legal reality of of, um, of of seeking an abortion on foot of a of, of an alleged rape for example or the medical reality of the widespread uh, availability of the uh, of the abortion pill people have actually kind of thought through some of those issues and that has caused them to change their minds in that direction but the other thing is I suppose more purely political notion which is the notion of a trend the notion perhaps difficult to, uh, to to scientifically assess sometimes, that when things are moving in a certain direction politically, that that motion will continue in that direction. Is there any I, uh, any justification in looking at yeah, no, I think, those Yeah, no, I think there is something in that. And, you know, if you were to, if we were to discuss this, you know, uh, you know five, five years ago, you would have said that actually going on other trends in society, you would expect in five years' time that Ireland would have a a more liberal view on abortion than it does now. Partly that's a function of demographics. And if you look at this, there's quite a stark demographic divide between age groups uh, um, uh, on on how people approach approach the question. You know, um, uh, 74% of the 18 to 24 year olds are in favour of change but only 36% of 65 and uh, of those aged 65 and over are in favour so you know that 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 liberalizing trend if you like is something which you would expect but there's also the other thing that you mentioned going on as well and if you look at the dull debates about this, you will see that, you know, to take Micheál Martin again as an example, this is someone who's engaged with the process and has changed his mind on it. And his contribution obviously was the most high profile and of course was, you know, instantly lauded and hailed by people who agree with them um, uh, in, in, in public debate and on social media uh, and otherwise. But many other TDs, if you read their speeches or listen to their speeches, have undergone uh, a similar similar uh, process. Now, that does not mean that that is the inevitable, that a, a pro-choice or a liberal position is the inevitable end point we, we of consideration plenty of, of referendums idea. in Ireland where those kind of numbers showed a majority in favour of passage of a referendum and the referendum ended up not passing. Absolutely. And even in the most recent referendum and the same-sex marriage referendum in 2015, while it eventually passed by 62 to 38, uh, I think early polls showed it, uh, uh, showed, it uh, showed that it would pass by 80-20. So there's clearly a direction of travel in a lot of referendum campaigns uh, that would, I think, encourage um, anti-abortion or or pro-life campaigners in this. And I think uh, also, you know, anti-abortion pro-life campaigners would also say that the, you know, the, the debate in the media 
and in political circles has been framed in a way that is... Uh, that is negative that is, to that them. Is neg- that is negative to them. Uh, to yeah. them. I yeah. think there is some justification um, for that point. Um, Does that mean that they're perhaps holding out for the much stricter regulations governing these issues, certainly in terms of broadcasting, when a, cam- a campaign officially begins? That is a hope that they have, but, you know, wishful thinking on, on is, is evident on uh, on both sides of, uh, of this debate. Um uh, I, I think that the, you know, kind of just, you know, trying to observe and, and analyse and report on the campaign thus far, I, I, I think it's also evident, though, that the repeal side have been much better organised. Um, they've been much better prepared. Their political lobbying uh, has been uh, has been better than uh, than the anti-abortion side. Whether that will continue, uh, we'll uh, we'll remain see. Or how important that kind of milieu of the campaign is as it moves to, you know, campaigns on the doorsteps, on the street campaigns, and social media um, is is another matter. But certainly, you know, the the, the summary thus far is that uh, you know it's, 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 it's round, ahead, it's round one to the repealers. Right. Uh, we should touch also on the what, what the the party, the state of the parties poll, which which we ran yesterday, because it it is also uh, very interesting. Certainly for a politics podcast, it's very interesting. Um, Finnegale's surge, not quite surging quite so much, but still maintaining a comfortable lead. No, um, I, you know, I think. I mean, we say. Every time we do in these polls, we think, you know, we say that the, the important thing to watch is is the trend and the trend of steady Fine Gael increases that we have seen uh, for for the last year and a half. That came to an end in uh, at least a temporary end in uh, in, in, in this week's poll. So Fine Gael uh, dropped by two points from 36 percent to 34 percent. The context, however, for that is that in the last poll, they jumped by five points and they still remain nine points ahead of, uh, of Fianna Fáil. So um, I, I think that given that the decline is within the margin of error and given that the the, the, the gap between Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael uh, is still quite significant, I don't think Fianna Gael would worry too much about that, um, about that two-point drop. I think the eye-catching thing... <laughs> in this poll was the Taoiseach's uh, uh, somewhat stratospheric personal <laughs> ratings. The most popular Taoiseach since Bertie. What could possibly go wrong? Um, uh, I think, yeah, 60% of people uh, approve of the way Mr. Radker is doing his job. Uh, that are Those are the sort of numbers that we have not seen, as you say, since the... Uh, how, how should we... What do you make of that number? I think what it means is Varadkar, the Taoiseach, has, has caught the imagination of a certain number of people. I think people are intrigued by him. They're interested in him. They're willing to hear what he has to say. I remain to be convinced that he has turned that into bankable political support. But I think what this does demonstrate is that he has the opportunity to do so. Uh, I think that the... the he... Leo... Faradkar and his government, uh, and we talked before Christmas about how there had been this great generational change uh, at the leader in in, in, uh, at the, in political leadership in Ireland. I think that there is the possibility at this point, to put it no more strongly than that, that there is a sort of paradigm shift in in uh, in, uh, in our politics in favour of of Fine Gael. I don't I don't think he has achieved that yet. 
I think we're at the opportunity uh, stage to do that. I don't know how long that opportunity that will Gael remain becomes for. the natural largest party, the position formerly held by Fianna Fáil, who, if I dig slightly under the figures that we published yesterday, are still over-reliant on an older cohort and a less urban cohort for their core support. Yes, they are. Yeah. And, uh, and those, you know, those differences are not enormously stark, but they're not negligible either. That having been said, we should remember that in Irish elections, people don't necessarily vote for leaders. They may not even vote for parties. They vote for candidates who are, may carry the branding of a party and an association with a popular, lead, popular leader, but the most, uh, but, but, but the, the single biggest reason that people vote in Irish elections is for individual candidates, somebody to So Fianna Fáil are going up and down the country area. trying to find GAA heroes to stand in the next election? Uh, more so that their individual, their, the, 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 their collective individual candidate strength may uh, uh, may be stronger than it appears in national polls. And, you know, we should all learn from what happened in the past. Polls before the last election did not capture what was going to happen or what subsequently happened to Fianna Fáil support. Now, sure. generals get in trouble all the time for fighting uh, the last war, and that's not necessarily um, a guide to what's going to happen uh, the next time. But um, I, I, I think I would be, were I in Fianna Gael, I would be cautious about this, but I would be pretty optimistic too. Pat, thanks for joining us. And that's it for this edition of Inside Politics. Thanks to Pat for joining us this evening. Thanks also to our producer, Declan Conlon. Remember that you can subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever your preferred podcast provider is. And you can find us at irishtimes.com slash podcasts. But until the next time, goodbye and thanks very much indeed for listening. 